You are listening to ACPN. Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This Hello. is Russ and Zach. Hello. And we're doing a, a new release wall episode, I guess. Yeah. Even though this is a the very last screening of the very last showing of the of uh Sorry to bother you here in yes. Syracuse, yep. uh, which means unless you're in a major city, you probably won't be able to see this until it comes out on video. Yeah. Uh, Although it has been like continually getting a like when when I saw it the first uh, I think it was like the second weekend it was luckily up in in Syracuse, yeah. which it took a while for it to it was like the wide release wide wide release for Syracuse uh, was nationally, um, and then you know so I I'm feeling. It's been a low-key hit that it hasn't even hit Europe yet. Yeah. So, um, and I guess that's being planned according to uh, Boots Riley, who's yeah. the director, writer, and yeah, and and uh, uh, the person who did the soundtrack with the coup. Nice. Yes, his band. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, sorry to bother you. Is do you want to try to do a quick plot breakdown? Um, oh man, um, sorry to bother you. Is basically you have uh, Lakeith Stanfield uh, from Death Note. Death Note and what other popular? Um, oh, uh, Atlanta um, and uh, Blake and one other one other much bigger thing at least for probably Zach's like... Bagel video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I have a very hilarious interview with him. Um, but uh, it's got him. It's got um, what's his name from Walking Dead? Um, uh, Stephen Young. Stephen Young. It's, it's got, got Danny, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, Danny Glover. Um, kind of a, a wild... Army Hammer is the yes, Army Hammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, kind of a wild cast. But basically, he's a telemarketer. Uh, well, he he gets a job as a telemarketer, and he immediately exceeds because he finds his his white voice, which uh, the voiceovers. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, I think David uh, Cross. Yeah, there's David Cross, and there's Patton Oswald, Pat, yeah. and I forget who the other. There's at least I think one other one. There, um, I don't know who was Tessa Thompson's British voice. Oh, that was her. Yeah, oh, that was just her. Oh, yeah, okay. doing a British voice. Yeah, yeah, and that that's actually a question what we can get to, but yeah. uh, but. Uh, Basically, he he becomes a power uh, power seller, power caller, and goes up to like the high end stuff, and he starts playing, working for a like an Amazon.com megapoly sort of thing, selling you know everything under the sun. Yeah. And then shenanigans because yeah, yeah. There's, it's uh, really hard not to spoil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say. Terry Crews is in this. Oh yeah, Terry Crews, I yeah, kind of yeah. feel bad for Terry Crews because the last time he was in a movie like this, he was the president. Yes. And now he's just the uncle. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. this, this definitely, uh, uh, Zach, when you first saw it, and I, ha- I just saw it for the first time tonight, but when yeah. you first saw it, you told me that it, uh, it had shades of Lindsay Anderson's "A Lucky Man," which yeah. is definitely, I, I can definitely see that. But also, yeah. uh, there's, there's quite a bit of. Uh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah, it's it's kind of like there's there's uh, you see commercials and you see TV shows that are straight out of idiocracy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely in, it's basically in a completely modern Oakland, um, and it's it's 100 percent Oakland. It's yeah. you know, because that's where Boots Riley's from. He was actually uh, one of the organizers uh, behind um, Occupy 
Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street or Oakland branch, basically. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the footage you actually see is actually my understanding is actually yeah. from Oakland. Nice. Uh, there's a, a, and this is like this is his his pet project. He wrote he wrote the screenplay I think like a decade ago and actually published the screenplay, which he's aggressively said don't read the screenplay yeah. until you see the movie. Not only because just don't that's a bad idea to do that, yeah. but also they're very different. Um, and so it'll just kind of fuck with your idea of what the film is about. Um, but this is like literally he scraped this film together I guess like Lakeith Stanfield like once he finally came attached to it then it became a real thing um, but uh, I guess there's been a ton of actors who've been attached to it uh, um, over like the past 10 years or so um, but uh, but yeah but it's but it, yeah so it's basically it's in in a real world but kind of a more more heightened capitalism yeah. world maybe like there's a this Amazon doc I don't know if this I guess it's not really spoiled it's kind of in the uh, thing Amazon.com uh, type company that has workers who literally s sign away their lives for basically uh, free housing food and they work 14 hours a day they wear these uniforms um, again that's another one of those like you look at it and you're like ah this is very much it's what's the yeah. company from uh uh, idiocracy. I can't remember. Uh, like the Gatorade type. Yeah. yeah. But basically it has kind of that feeling where there's like one big corporation that kind of runs everything. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's what this, uh, this company is. Right. Um, and it's, yeah. it's an interesting cause like most of the time when you see this kind of dystopian near future yeah. kind of story where there's one corporation that runs everything, yeah. you come into it kind of in media res where the company already runs everything yeah. and you only find out in kind of backstory yeah, how yeah. that came to be. Yeah. Here they're like ascendant. Yeah. Like you see at the beginning of the movie that it's kind of a fringe idea and then there becomes resistance to it and then throughout the movie you see how this company could start to essentially take over the yeah. government. Yeah. Uh, Again, I mean, it's it's straight. It's straight, it's very. I mean, it's a mix of different companies. Yeah. I, I mean, it, Oakland is slowly being eaten away um, by like kind of the Oakland that we that you know, like Black Oakland, and right. and you know. Uh, which is again where Boots is like you know lived his entire life. He's kind of that's where he's influenced from, and uh, and uh, it's been you know eaten away by the tech companies that are you know slowly costing or not slowly but relatively quickly actually at making the cost of living just go through astronomical through the roof thanks to gentrification and yeah. everything like that and that's kind of like a lot of the undertones and within the film beyond like union rights stuff and, and things right. like that, but but yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those it's it's one thing I'll say it's very cinematically interesting and again like watching it through the lens of you having sighted Oh Lucky Man <laughs> yeah. where it's like it is a very heightened world very much like kind of the Lindsay Anderson like yeah and everything is shot in a way that very much calls attention to the way that the movie is being made yeah uh, and and there's there's a lot of things where there's like codes within the movie where you're just like yeah that wouldn't quote unquote happen in yeah, real life yeah, yeah. but at the same you know but it works yeah, within the world yeah, of the movie. Yeah. like there's a there's a key scene in the movie where it's like the guy has to go use the bathroom yeah. and there's just a whole hallway of green doors and it's funny because i remember noticing as he's walking down this hallway the red door at the end is where he's going yeah yeah magenta magenta yes and i was noticing all the green doors and i was thinking like because this movie is such a heightened, like, 
world, I was I was almost wondering like, is that intentionally supposed to be like a green screen door? Yeah. Are we supposed to be, <laughs> like is this supposed to be? Are we supposed to be questioning the reality of the movie? And yeah, yeah. which yeah. was not the case, but what it was was that because there was this whole hallway of green doors, he needs to pick the jade one and instead yeah, picks yeah, the olive the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so like, but that's the kind of thing where you're just like. That, that lends to the heightened kind of surreal nature of the world where yeah. it's just like, oh, the entire plot kind of hinges on the fact that this guy believes every random person at his party will be able to tell the 12 shades of green apart. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ar- yeah, Arnie Hammer, which basically... Yeah. Not really, I mean, I don't think there's any, like... I'm trying to think of what maybe CEO... He's kind of, he's, he's kind of a completely made-up CEO. He's not yeah. Jeff Bezos. Um, no. He's just a eccentric white rich person with yeah. the kind of the emphasis on white um yeah. which again i mean there's this... which army hammer is pretty much the whitest yeah guy in Hollywood. yeah yeah I mean, yeah. yeah he was everyone's fantastically cast i think oh yeah this. yeah casting um, was and and i think that tessa thompson in particular is great i mean she's great in everything yeah, yeah. but casting wise i think that she's kind of perfect because you have a point of view character who manages to stay sympathetic even when he's being a horrible human yeah and because you want to like him, the fact that she calls him out on his shit could easily yeah. make her feel like a naggy character. Yeah. And the fact that she has this kind of weird career as a, like, incredibly pretentious performance artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything about that character, she could have been something yeah. who that most people really disliked. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think casting somebody who just, like, Tessa Thompson has her own gravity. And yep. everything she's in, and like I've interviewed her in person before, she is like, as 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 compelling as she is on screen, yeah. she's like even more in person. It's just like you're you're drawn to her in a room, yeah. and so I, I feel like that was an inspired casting choice, just because you need somebody who, as soon as she's in the scene, you're like, oh no, like yeah. you can understand why yeah. the main character is like craves her validation yeah and she and she's um i mean the like there's this huge there's there's kind of the conversation within the film world about this and then there's a conversation about like people who just i think accidentally saw this because they're like oh tessa thompson and you know these actors and then uh which because i i i would love to have gone to see the movie with somebody who was just like oh cool hey it's uh what's her name from the marvel films you know and everything like that you know or whatever and um but then there's uh you know like you know i pointed out it's like uh, w. Kamu Bell from um, yeah. uh, from the uh, CNN um, Shades of Black yeah. uh, or Shades uh, Shades of uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kamu Bell. <laughs> I'm forgetting the name of your show. Uh, um, but uh, and also Native Green, who's a local um, uh, San Francisco area mm-hmm. activist and comedian and uh, columnist, and uh, and like they're in the film specifically because again, like all these people are yeah. are, are very likely either actual people boots nose you yeah. know which which is you know so true in any especially independent film but so yeah. true in any film but um but she plays kind of the the activist bougie kind of artist person yeah. who you're like she really does mean well but she's not yeah. you know but she's just a little too pretentious for her own good yeah. and kind of like the kind of the people person that you kind of want to hate a little bit in the in, yeah. with it if you're in the activism and, and especially the art world um, and, and, and there's but, little things too yeah. that I think really inform that element of yeah. her character like there's a point where you know because 
his workplace is trying to organize, and meanwhile he's like a rising star, and they keep just throwing money at him. And so he's essentially crossing picket lines, yeah. and rather than own the fact that that's her boyfriend yeah. or leave him, yeah. she quits her job yeah. because... So, yeah. Because she's just like, well, this is too much of a hassle. Yeah. Uh, and so there's little little things like that that kind of inform, like we, yeah. like if you are involved even on a small level on in like the activism world, it's like no, yeah. you know who this person is. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, she makes like African art, like yeah. the Afri art, and is just big Africa like big. Yeah, yeah. It's and... like literally there's just these hanging it looks like recycled cans yeah. that have just been glued together in the shape of Africa like yeah. big or six boards foot tall. and things yeah. like that yeah just in the shape and it's and, and, and it's and it, it looks actually it's actually one thing that I actually like about this film yeah. is that all of she also makes earrings that say things yeah. uh, like I'm the bomb tell Homeland Security and by yeah. the way he sold I, I think they're all sold out I hope, I hope he might have actually mm -hmm. refreshed them or not but he sold all of these things nice. on his website sorry to bother you um, I think it's Dot Movie which is kind of its own statement within yeah. it because that was a plan according to him that was a plan all along to sell these things in yeah. real world they're like clearly either like 3D print yeah, uh, they're not yeah. 3D printed I forget what it is when it's wood but it's like yeah, it's, it's basically just kind of lasered cut. out or die, die cut out for like um, wood and put us together I, but, I do want to point out just yeah. because uh, this is a movie uh, obviously there's been the weird thing where Boots Riley criticized black camp, black Klansmen yeah. and there's been a lot of conversation about kind of race and class and yeah. other elements of this movie in particular. And this is a movie that is not explicitly a black movie. Yeah. It's more about class than about race. Mm -hmm. uh, so one thing that's worth mentioning in this, aside from the like the Africa element of it, uh, one of her sets of earrings, mm -hmm. uh, it was "Bury the Rag Deep in Your Face," yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a line from Bob Dylan's "The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll." Uh, which is a song about a rich guy who kills the maid and essentially gets six months a six month sentence because yeah. he's rich and white and she doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and so I just I saw that and I was just like, oh, that's the lonesome death of Hattie Carroll. Yeah. I need to remember this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. It's off of, it, I think it's off the times they are a changing. Yeah, I, that's it's one of the reasons I love all of Boots' work. Um, like you, you should check out his like, especially uh, uh, the Coup, uh, his music. Uh, uh, well, it's, 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 it's his band, but uh, uh, the one song is the Guillotine. Mm -hmm. It's all class war. Have you ever heard the song? No. Oh God, it's fantastic. Uh, but basically, it's basically like he has five hundred. I think it's five hundred ways to kill a CEO. And like, I mean, it's very class class. Yeah. Yeah. But like, the the thing I like about his like about about sorry to bother you is that it doesn't erase, because um, this is kind of the big political argument between it's like well, you know identity politics and all this you know everything like that. It's like you know one of the things that Bernie Sanders was accused of mm -hmm. uh, was kind of forgetting about race when it comes to class and he, right. he would try to bring everything to race. Um, this film kind of really is able to combine both of mm -hmm. those things together, um, not only because it's just you kind of. You know, ignore like everybody working at this telemarketing job. That's yeah. a, that's kind of a face character, is uh, is black or um, you have one or, uh, or Stephen Yeun. Yeah, yeah Stephen Yeun, who's Stephen Asian. Asian. Um, and there were in in the wide shots. There were oh, there, yeah, there's definitely. But everybody that's a face character. You have yeah. Danny Glover. You know, you have all the character. Um, you know, 
but uh, it it's able to blend it well enough that I, I don't think that it, it matters. But mm-hmm. he he focuses on the fact that again, since this is very much an Oakland film, that yeah. this is what this is about. I mean, this right. is the people that are that are the first line of being affected when right. it comes to like you know unions being defeated or trying to organize and things like that. Uh, which um, I think is like obviously the film is just enjoyable in general yeah but like you know for me again <laughs> everything's yeah, yeah. always cast in that light where I'm like oh oh wow they, they're making a union they're making a union centric film obviously mm-hmm. there's a ton of other stuff yeah, going yeah. on in this film but it's a union centric film I mean there's Norma Ray yeah. references and things like that yeah. and it's like oh holy shit it's not Mate Juan, it's not Norma May it, and I'm trying to think of most union films you're like usually there's like oh there, there's a black guy in the background and you're yeah. like actually if you you know know like most of the new organizing is yeah. now black and Hispanic and Asian that's where SEIU is like 80% you well, know, that's, it's like huge that's actually now, so. one of the things that I really liked about the movie is that I, I love Maywon yeah and I, it's fantastic I, film, I, I love Norma Ray, but like they're not fun yeah no <laughs> uh, you know Jesus Christ no <laughs> and and this is a, the very rare kind of pro-labor yeah Political, overtly political, yeah. or at least sociological movie yeah. that is just—it's fun from the start to finish. Uh, right around the time it starts to lag and get kind of depressing, yeah. all of a sudden they throw this this weird yeah. kind of twist into it. Yeah. Uh, which again, this is the new release wall. We're not going to spoil it, yeah. uh, especially for a movie like this where there's yeah. there's no. Yeah. A surprising no no buzz uh, on that. Uh, not, there's yeah, a lot of buzz about the film, that, but there's the, surpri- thing. the fact that. Uh, and again, I, I don't even want to get into the world of talking about the yeah, fact that I there know. is one because I think that the fact that I didn't know that there was when yeah, I walked yeah. into it, I stayed away from it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think you can say there's a twist without oh, yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. being able yeah, to yeah. figure out what the twist yeah, is. Yeah. But um, it's it's. They see dead people. No. Yeah. yeah. But the the one the. The nice thing about that is that it plays into there's an ongoing theme in the movie mm-hmm. about the way that you know he at one point he says essentially I know how they see me mm-hmm. I'm not a person to them this is this you know yeah. and like the way that they incorporate that theme throughout the movie yeah. without without it becoming a, pol- a polemic yeah yeah uh, is what really makes it work and uh, you know there's this whole scene where he's got a gun on him and it's ostensibly like it's a friendly scene but it's like <laughs> I don't know why you're freaking out like yeah, exactly. oh it's okay yeah no totally <laughs> uh, and, and so yeah. there's a lot of like I think there's a lot to unpack in this yeah. this is the kind of movie that I think we should try to revisit at some point when it's out on video and yeah. we can kind of go back and rewatch yeah, yeah, and like yeah. really dive in and make the comparison to other films that kind of inherently end up spoiling it yeah. I mean albeit luckily A Lucky Man which is the film again the film um, which it's not just the whatever but there yeah, I mean the, the main plot line is like of A Lucky Man if, I'm guessing you've probably never seen it uh, <laughs> not, just because I don't I don't is it available digitally yes I, oh it is oh okay cool uh, you yeah. can, not, not to stream yeah, yeah, buy yeah. it but you can buy it from Amazon yeah. for I think Eleven ninety nine. Oh yeah. No. Um, but uh, basically, it's a uh, Malcolm McDowell actor. Um, oh, God, I forgot his name in the film. Uh, Mick Travis. Yeah, Mick Travis. Uh, he basically he plays a, a young kid um, 
um, very excited about working, going, we're entering the working world, working mm -hmm. for a coffee company, and uh, he, you know, knows his stuff really well and gets basically moved up really quickly yeah. up the line because somebody died and somebody, whatever, all this jazz. Actually, it was, and, a, it was a, an unexplained disappearance. Oh, yeah, it was the disappearance, I forgot. Yeah. The, the unexplained uh, yeah, disappearance, died, yeah. which is not at all part of the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, which I love again. Yeah, it's just I, like, oh, here's this thing. Uh, not at all. Um, and then it's basically shenanigans heightened yeah, world exactly. surreal stuff going on lots of lots of uh, this, this 1970s felt, Britain yeah this did feel a lot like that especially in the sense that like as yeah. your character is being essentially promoted yeah. through the ranks of like we don't actually see I mean we do see a little bit of what makes yeah. him good at his job but you know there's other white people in the room, yeah, so the yeah. fact that he can affect a white voice yeah. isn't really an explanation. I, I, I think, honestly, a little bit of it comes down to, and, and I think for both of the films, mm -hmm. is this, and I, again, I, this is my reading of it, um, yeah. and I don't know a damn thing and whether it's saying, but it's just like, it's kind of the idea of uh, like the magical world of yeah, like yeah. that class. And so it's imagining these things from this character's perspective right. to an, or these people in the film, whether it be an a lucky man or this yeah. one, it's like how this world is. Yeah. And um, because again, Lindsay Anderson was uh, a director of uh, a lucky man was a very was very much class conscious filmmaker yeah. as well. Um, I mean, basically, yeah, every almost every filmmaker in that time period that he was he was making a lot of films in Britain yeah. was that. But <laughs> but and, uh, and yeah. I, I will say too another similarity between the two that I really liked in Sorry to Bother You is the fact that this is the rare kind of class conscious pro worker movie yeah. that also does not it doesn't particularly lionize the working class. Yeah. You know, you have you have a whole the the movie in the movie poster you see that he's got his head covered in a bandage with blood yeah. on it. And like it, it, I don't think it's a spoiler to say like what happens is essentially he, as he's crossing the picket line, gets assaulted by his former co-workers. Yeah, yeah somebody throws a can And so it's him, like, yeah. it's not like these poor people who are totally without, yeah. without sin. Like, it's literally like these these people are fighting to survive yeah. and this is how they, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so they, there's elements of that, that that I, again, like look at old lucky man and it's like when he in the, the, the last chunk of the movie when he's trying to finally like be a good person and help people and yeah. there's no reward for that whatsoever yeah, yeah. because the, the, the poor people in that movie are not that much better than the rich people. Yeah, it's really yeah. just like, it's a very cynical view yeah. of humanity, which uh, I think in, in the post-Trump, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really easy to have a cynical view of humanity right now because it's like, oh yeah, yeah like so. that's right. The, <laughs> people voted for this yeah uh, no, no i just I, I just finished I, for some reason i'm like i'm gonna watch mississippi burning the other night and I'm like, which i'm like wow okay first off what the hell am i doing to myself just yeah. two o'clock in the morning <laughs> watching it <laughs> but also but also it's like yeah now that wow that's a whole different perspective within this yeah. thing which i think guess probably could be a whole fucking book series or podcast series of re-watching films in the time of trump and yeah, it's like, yeah. Right. but um but yeah no i mean in this film i that's actually one thing i really like about this film is that there's not a single um not a single character in the film that are especially when it comes to like the union yeah. organization side of things that is just like the 
you know, the the normal Ray, yeah, the, the hero, yeah. pure and yeah. and blessed, and and they're all just you know kind of humans, and we, and they're all very personable because again, like especially, I mean, this uh, emphasize maybe emphasize a little too much about like how much if you work in the world of activism, yeah. if you work, or at least like if you've gone to a couple Occupy meetings back yeah. in the day or things like that, like. Oh my God! You're you're gonna be like, ah, that's John. Like yeah. ah, that's that's yeah. Um, and and that's that's one thing I love about this. Again, I love this yeah. with this film where it's just like, oh my God, yeah, no. And yeah. it's able to kind of bring together the fact that like, oh my God, yeah, okay. So those people aren't just a one one off within my little group yeah. circle or whatever, which is which is really great. So. I, I I one thing that I do want to point out too because. Uh, when you talk about the union stuff, Stephen Young is kind of the, the major driving force. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that kind of goes from town to town and I forget yeah. what they're called, but yeah. He's essentially an organizer. Yeah. And, and and so like the thing that the thing that I love is that this is a movie where it is a heightened reality mm -hmm. and it's a surreal world. But there are certain characters who seem hyper aware of how surreal it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Army Hammer is a little bit aware uh, during the rap scene. Like he's just standing there going, "Like, what is going on?" Um, yeah. And and but Stephen Yun steals every scene where yeah. his job is to stand there and just go like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has so yeah. many great reaction shots. There's so much great like, nonverbal <laughs> acting in this movie. <laughs> Uh, and it's just yeah. it, it for a good chunk of it it was all just Stephen Yun yeah. like that he was he was basically like he was a guy who seemed to exist yeah. in the real world yeah. and then he would like react to the world around yeah. him in the way that you would expect people to react yeah. if this was really happening yeah. and then as the movie crept on mm -hmm. you started to get more of that from a couple of other people who weren't Stephen Yun yeah yeah but like the, about the third or fourth time it happened yeah. it's like it, it, and it's basically it's like John Krasinski in the office spiking yeah. the lens, yeah. except it's not that blatant and it's yeah. not that kind of yeah. He's just kind of everyone. Everyone's looking at each other, celebrating the moment, and he's like, "Wait, is this really happening?" Yeah, to exactly. to like the group, like you would do. I mean, you do in yeah, real life. Yeah. You'd be like, "Wait, am I the only one noticing how ridiculous yeah, this?" Yeah. Except he also like. I mean, there's this great <laughs> see, which I, which is another thing I love. Like, there's a lot of because there's a lot of speech, not speechifying, but there's like guys with megaphones because. Yeah. Uh, uh, a small portion of the film is uh, basically a blockade in front of, uh, in front of. Um, oh my God, I'm blinking on the name of the. Uh, easy, not easy. Uh, wow, did we both? Play? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the, the the telemarketing company that they mm -hmm. work for, and um, and uh, it's a blockade. So of course, there's you know guys with megaphones and things like that, which you know usually in these movies it's like. Is, gets a little, especially yeah. if they try to go long or whatever. But he's yeah. just like, you know, and hopefully we can get medic, you know, healthcare for you know people if you if you oh, slept yeah, with somebody yeah. without a condom and whatever. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. again, I mean, again, that's one of those moments where I'm like, I've been to a rally. I've been at least to one rally yeah. where somebody gets a hold of the megaphone and they're like. <laughs> like, let me tell you my story about how uh, yeah. um, I got screwed over by this doctor once, and it goes on. And you're like, this is too much information, yeah. but it's it's. And, uh, yeah. and I, I like that one because it comes shortly after the previous scene of utter insanity, yeah. which is uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character and his best friend have like <laughs> a showdown, 
And that's one of the scenes with the, just a fantastic reaction from yeah. Stephen Yun, where he's like, yeah. wait, why are we all standing here letting yeah, this yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. And then finally, uh, it... <laughs> I feel like it might it must have been like partially improved because it just it it seems like they just escalate and escalate and escalate mm -hmm. and then finally at some point uh, Danny um, Glover yeah. just steps in and he's like okay okay <laughs> this is over uh, and yeah. and that like to me it almost felt like somebody like yeah. Riley must have just told Glover like when yeah. it stops being funny get yeah. involved <laughs> uh, it, it is interesting because it's you know obviously. It, it's scripted film. It does have a lot of. It does yeah. have like a, a couple moments where it was like this feels a little not improv, but yeah. like it like we've let it roll, like yeah, we've let exactly. it go, which is like it's something that I think that especially with modern indie films that mm. have like this has a super. This isn't a quote unquote indie film with yeah. big name actors in it. It's not like, oh, that independent film with Brad Pitt in it. Yeah. And you're like, really? <laughs> like, oh yeah, his production company also produced it. So it's not really independent. Yeah. It's bad, you know. But like, this is an independent film, didn't have a huge budget, like was made, like you can kind of tell, like, yeah. it, it, you know, it's like, oh, that was shot very likely just, the reason why this shot is at night is because they could have just, they probably just grabbed cameras and, yeah. you know, which again, Boots, if you if you're this far into this and you listen, please correct me. But uh, it has that, which is something I like mm -hmm. because that's so rare nowadays. Yeah. Um, on a on a high, it's high production but low, clearly low budget. Yeah. But they also didn't like. I I just watched a lot of films like just be over fucking produced. Mm -hmm. Like it's you know whether it be tra you know it's like you know, oh we gotta have tracking shots we gotta have steady you know it's like yeah. all these like toys that indie filmmakers can get for you you know it's like things that like was like completely innovative yeah. in nineteen seventies or even in the nine you know even like in Kevin's you know mm -hmm. the that in that era indie boom of filmmaking. They were like, well, nobody could afford a steady cam, but you yeah. can get a, you know, a guy with a steady cam, and as long as like, you know, whatever or or something, you know, access yeah. to it, um, and like they kind of threw away some of that, so it's it it feels rough, yeah, which is which again, which is I just really like that because it's very rare that you actually get a film, especially in the indie world, that is isn't just so highly produced mm -hmm. and like gore. Well, You're like, okay, well. In any film now means it's shot on DSLRs or yeah. shot on, and it has a it has like a bo bokeh depth of field, yeah. and everything's really artsy. Every shot, so it's like there's a there's a lot of creative filmmaking in here, mm -hmm. um, but not like I'm gonna make this you know a cinematography yeah, awards yeah. winning I, thing. I think that's actually the thing that's really interesting is because it is a larger than life world, and because mm -hmm. it is so stylized. Yeah. Um, they use really simple camera work in most of the movies so that on the handful of occasions where you get really formalist yeah. it 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 calls attention to itself yeah, yeah. in a way that the rest of the film doesn't yeah, yeah. and so it's like when you're in the hallway there's a golden there's a little bit of a shake yeah. well I'm thinking oh, of the, 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 the hallway with the green doors oh okay yeah like there's a little bit of a shake because he's like he needs to use the bathroom yeah, and he's yeah. like just taking drugs and he's like but that scene is that much more unnerving because of the fact that nine times out of ten mm -hmm. we have shots of hallways in this movie and it's just a stationary camera with the in a medium shot yeah, yeah. and so when when you see scenes that are calling mm -hmm. attention to themselves it's a lot more effective yeah. whereas a lot of indie filmmakers 
uh, in the last 10, 15 years, as it's become cheaper and cheaper to shoot stuff, it becomes like, no, every shot has to be... Yeah. And it's funny because I almost feel like Riley was kind of taking shots at those people with the not Michael Gondry yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, again, because he he takes in this film, he takes. I think he takes a lot of shots at the the, and this is kind of part of the, part of his rant as well. I, I remember him having having this rant um, about like arts for art's sake. Yeah. I mean, throughout this whole, if you, you can catch up on his Twitter feed, uh, he hasn't put any spoilers or anything mm-hmm. like that about this film up there, but. Um, but, uh, you know, he's been kind of thanks to people talking about the film. Yeah. And then there's been these like kind of handful of discussions about, you know, this is Boots Riley's first film, but he's not in any way, shape and form unfamiliar with, I mean, his, his music videos are usually extraordinarily well produced and Mm -hmm. kind of like, they look like they were, you know, if they, if it was, uh, if it was something other than kind of anti-capital or he's a communist yeah. he's not anti-communist yeah. he's a communist like communist uh, filmmaking to an extent you'd be like oh well clearly they dropped a million dollars on yeah. this on this music video and like eh, they probably should, they probably dropped uh, 10 grand probably yeah. <laughs> you know um, but he's definitely making I think he's making a lot of statements in this film about the kind of the world of arts for art's sake mm-hmm. um, I mean I think he if it was him or he was just retweeting he was like he was talking about you know the, the CIA programs of you know funding um, like kind of the if you watch Cradle of Rock you'll you know see a lot of the you know it's like oh we gotta fund you know people like Jackson Pollock and, and things like yeah. that uh, Picasso as opposed to Diego Rivera who talks about right. workers rights and which is which is kind of something that I, yeah, I, it's, it's clear that he doesn't like art for art's sake films right. And so, there, yeah, there's a lot of there's. I think there's a lot of subtle digs in there. Yeah, um, I mean, well, the, the Michael Gondry one isn't remotely subtle. Oh yeah, because, no, it's not subtle, uh, but I mean, it's. it's it, I think it's literally yeah, yeah. Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nodry or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's and and you know you yeah. look at the style. Of yeah, it, yeah. The, it's it's a claymation yeah. kind of commercial type thing. That and they, that and they again, add into like it. it. This is a movie where again race is not a really explicit thing. It's all very implicit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Army Hammer's character is the whitest dude who's ever whited. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but he's trying really hard to be. Yeah, like, oh yeah. Even though you literally at the party scene, which is like a little eyes wide shut type action. Yeah. Um, it's I think every single person's white except for his coworker. Yeah. Who's there going? What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that that was overt in the way that the, no. again I don't want to spoil it but yeah. like there's there's a scene where it's just like it's profoundly more interesting and profoundly more like potentially offensive because every single person there is white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 and really white. Yeah. And like and like he, he does it which is again like you have this uh, like he could have just been like relatively subtle and be like oh they're just party goers yeah. or whatever no but they're they're the people like who love you know they'll sing rap songs and yeah. and and sing every every word and whatever yeah. and be offended that you're offended by yeah. them saying it and things like that and you know they're offended that they can't say the word and yeah. quite clear yeah that it's, it's like plays this out, isn't but... Michael Bolton from Office Space yeah, where yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. self-aware yeah of the no. it's it's completely like people yeah. who are oblivious yeah. people who you know put on blackface for for Halloween and yeah they're like exactly. what are you talking about I love this I'm just cosplaying yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, it's one, this is one of those films like, uh, 
I'll have to watch it a handful more times before I like I, yeah. I don't know that I would immediately go like this is one of my favorite food yeah but it's 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 a movie where I'm just sitting here going I can't think of any element of it that I really did not like oh, yeah. like I, I'm usually we're really good at nitpicking stuff and and this time we feel a little bit less focused because there's nothing much to mm -hmm. nitpick and so we're yeah. kind of like bound especially it's, it's this weird combination of like yeah. it's a new release wall episode so we don't want to spoil stuff yeah, and yeah. then also it's a really like it's a really well executed film. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing to really. I if if we had done this after the first time I watched mm -hmm. it, I think there would have been a lot more, a uh, lot more things I would have nitpicked. Yeah. But now that, not only watched it, sat on it for a while, kind of heard, and usually that ruins things. Yeah. Um, is when you hear the director talk yeah. about uh, talk about his work a little bit, and he's been. He hasn't, uh, Boots Raleigh hasn't, like, been, you know, because people are like, what the fuck was with that yeah. thing? What does that mean? And he's like, he's doing the, like, I don't know, what do you think it does mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is kind of fantastic, as opposed to certain other directors who explain everything. Um, but, uh, no, just... <laughs> uh, the, but, I mean, it's, it's... Infinity War yeah, no, driven me fucking nuts <laughs> with, like... Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, we shouldn't. No, but uh, I, my my thing is having rewatched it because I was actually paying attention to the parts um, where, like you said before, it was like there's there is a part where it starts to drag, um, but and I'm like, wait, it's supposed to, like, like that's something I think that it's tough watching because this film is. It's not, and it's not an action film, but it's mm -hmm. it moves, and it's yeah. like it's it's not just a workers' right. It's just like yeah. it's not Mate One, it's not even Norma Ray, it's not you know even a standard comedy where mm -hmm. you're like, okay, no everything, you know, it's yeah. like you can watch the, you can see that there's the arcs as yeah. they're happening in front of you, that because it, everything's written to a tempo mm -hmm. and edited that way. Right. This film is certainly not, and you're like, but but there there's a heightened there's an arc and then there's a kind of a break mm -hmm. which actually rarely happens now yeah. I mean obviously you know most of the shit we watch yeah. uh, not, and I don't mean shit isn't bad but just right, right. stuff we watch is is like a lot of either action films or the big Hollywood thing especially the past couple things yeah. we've done you know it's like no skyscraper has none of that yeah. and obviously two completely different world films yeah. Mission Impossible there's not I don't think that there's a moment to breathe especially in the mm -hmm. most recent one you know and like everything I've watched lately and I'm like oh yeah this is this is also what films like used to have as well yeah. like you know it's like I was it was again not to not in any way shape or form a comparison mm -hmm. but like watching Mississippi Burning you're like no there's a lot of like obviously a lot of action in this but yeah. there's like a couple like there's a solid 10 at least a couple 10 minutes mm -hmm. in a th in a two hour film where you're like just things are happening like yeah. process has to happen for you to get to the next point yeah. and like I, it was slow it slows down but it's not boring yeah, well, I also, I feel like, and, and again, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I, I don't think so. The part that started to feel like it dragged a little bit in this movie, mm -hmm. once you get to the end of it, yeah, the culmination yeah. of it, you're like, I really feel like he was trying to make that segment drag a little bit because it was discomforting the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no. he's trying to make the audience as apprehensive as the character. Yeah. yeah. And there's no organic way to do yeah. that without blowing yeah. like the reveal of the end of yeah. the movie that's what it's like like it it feels like there's a lot of, you know there's a lot of independent films in the 90s that you could take those risks more yeah and i think that this is this is one of the reasons why he 
took so long in getting this film done because I'm sure that there were choices that he was like, no, nah, I'm not changing that. Right. You know, there's, you know, it's like, I'm not taking that slow part out. I'm not taking out the union, you know, and, and like most independent films you see now, I feel like, you're like, oh, well, if you, if you want the Netflix, um, you know, release, yeah. that's, that's what you're going to get. You need to take that out. Yeah. And, you know, and we know that Netflix makes those makes you make those decisions. Yeah. They've done them with documentary films and things like that. And, and like, so you miss the fact that you're supposed to be, and it's weird because this is also a conversation that's been happening on Twitter and social media. There's like, it's okay to be bored yeah. for a moment. And, and again, there's not, it's not boring. It's yeah. just slow in the way that we've been trained for the last decade. I feel yeah. like since every single fucking film is competing against like Marvel's editing style, you know, it's like, it, I feel like not, it was always into bringing it back to like Batman versus Superman. But I mean, like that, I, I like that film because there are slow parts in the film and because it's not like, it's like, and I still, because I still think, I still think about like the, was it, uh, I forget whether it was, it wasn't Age of Ultron. It was, uh, was it Civil War or Age of Ultron? The, where they're at the, they're at, um, uh, the farmhouse in the, I think that was Age of Ultron. It was Age of Ultron. Yeah. And just being like, this is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Mm -hmm. Like I literally was like about to walk out of it because the scene was so long or whatever. And I'm like, Holy shit. My, it was three minutes. It was probably yeah. three minutes long. And I'm like, my attention span is being destroyed by these goddamn films <laughs> because I'm like, I can't just, I mean, it was, ter it was a terrible scene. They yeah, literally could have chopped it out and thrown it in the garbage and literally been like, Oh, I don't know how they got from there to there, but I don't give a shit because boom, explosion, next yeah, thing. And that's yeah. and that's fine because this is what these films are supposed to be. Right. But it it is again, it's 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 kind of fantastic to I've been trying to force myself to go back to more of the nineties action films, more of the and even just ninety drama, you know, or eighties yeah. and nineties drama. Because it was like, oh wait, that was like the last time you could actually kinda have a slow moment. Because I mean, even David Fincher, yeah. you know, these great directors who are art, uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. like they're artists, but also make compelling, interesting films yeah. like Seven and things like that. Um, there's well, no I, moments in those films that are like slow that yeah. you can just kind of take a break. Well, and I think it's interesting, you, like, and we're getting way off topic, but whatever, but uh, you can really view how these things have evolved by looking at Sam Mendes yeah. and like look at American Beauty. Mm -hmm. And then look at his Bond movie. Yeah. Was it Skyfall was his? Yeah, or was right. it? Uh, I think so, yeah. And, and it's just like, same or same filmmaker and just look at like the choices that are made and the pacing that's in it. Yeah, yeah. And like, both of them are very good films for very different reasons and, and maybe even if he made the Bond movie in the 90s it would have been mm -hmm. more similar to what he's doing now. But yeah. I, I kind of look at it and I'm like, yeah, but this is, to me, it feels like you can look at that movie and it's like, yeah, I, there's, there's more downtime in GoldenEye yeah, than yeah. there is in any of the modern Bond films. Yeah. And I look at something like, you know, Six Feet Under or, uh, or American Beauty and I'm just like, he could, like, he's the kind of filmmaker who can make a slow period be compelling. Yeah. And he chose not to in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, You know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I was... I, I went in fairly blind. Uh, I I didn't. I don't think I even watched the trailer for this. Uh, yeah. I think that the only thing I knew was your comparison to Oh Lucky Man, yeah. and like I'd heard the general buzz <laughs> that it was great. 
Uh, and, and I would recommend, uh, and it's way too late for that now because you've listened to us talk about it for 40 minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I would recommend going in as uh, as limited in your knowledge as possible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which is, again, something I should have said 40 minutes ago, but that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It's it's really just Michelle that's going to watch the, this. They listen to this whole thing without having watched the movie first. So yeah, um, yeah. No, I I mean I I again if, if nothing else, there's been this big argument again on you know on Twitter and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But about like why I just just get it out on video yeah. on demand because it's had a it's kind of had a weird and tough release. Yeah. Um. Just because it's a actual proper independent film. It's again not produced by yeah. a big Hollywood star. It doesn't have the huge backing, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I can't even tell you who distributes this, like nationally. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I do yeah. remember noticing and and kind of thinking to myself that there were like five logos on the front of this yeah, movie, yeah, and yeah. I didn't recognize. Yeah, any I know. Of them. I know. Yeah, and they, it's like one Chinese looking one, and then yeah. there's another one which I'm not even quite sure. It's just like and a they local got like thing. I don't increasingly know. cheap looking yeah, to the yeah. point where you're yeah. just like, oh, this is like. You remember Rhino Video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those direct-to-VHS <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. things. I'm just like, oh, this is like this is what Rhino Video would be doing if they still yeah. existed. Yeah, but um, see it in theaters if you possibly can because yeah. again, it's really fucking important. Like, I can't believe we saw this at Shopping Town Mall, like yeah. the, one of our Regal cinemas, this late on. I actually I um, saved the because they 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 tweeted out the like, yeah. hey, we're coming back to theaters yeah. in these select cities. And I looked, and it didn't have it listed as yeah, it Syracuse. Didn't have Syracuse. It had yeah. it listed as Dewitt. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's why I didn't find it because I was like, wait a minute, Syracuse. Is yeah, out there. I saved the graphic because yeah. I'm just like, holy shit, <laughs> Dewitt. <laughs> like that specific, but but it's you got to see it in theaters if you possibly can. It's worth the drive. Mm. Um, and which just reminds me, I promised somebody I'd buy them a copy of the film when it came out nice. if they drove to drove an hour and a half from West Virginia <laughs> to Southern Pennsylvania. Nice. They did, <laughs> like they did it, and like Boots was like, because he was like, "It's worth the drive, do it." Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, just go see it. Uh, go and see it in theaters if you possibly can. And uh, um, I think we have security coming up to us for some yeah, reason yeah. as we're driving in. No, no well, it's probably because those guys over there were oh, yeah. being fucking insane. Yeah, there was like. <laughs> Eight cars that all came in at the same time yeah, and squealed and like, out and things like yeah. that. But, but yeah. anyway, but uh, if you can see it in theaters, definitely do that because we like this is the way that films make their money. Yeah, and this is the way that films not not only make their money but also get attention from you know the Academy and all that and all that jazz that gets them awards that get them bigger releases so that Boots can make the next film. Yeah, and all these you know all these people and that actual fucking independent cinema again not independent cinema produced and funded by and starring massive Hollywood stars can kind of continue to happen not that this doesn't have stars you know but it doesn't have you know again it doesn't have you know oh Angelina Jolie produced another independent film and you're like yeah it had a 75 million dollar budget it's not independent you know (laughs) yeah and I, I this is one of those movies it's like if, if you can go see it if for no other reason than because this is exactly the kind of movie that we've been saying doesn't get made anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of like as we're talking on the podcast all the time we're just like we talk about the kinds of movies that get made yeah. you know things get made 
for a little bit of money to try and get a massive return or things get made for a massive amount of money to get to try and get an ungodly return. Yeah, yeah. And there's very few small movies that are yeah. made like, you know, this is this is not quite clerks level because you're not talking about somebody's pocket change. Yeah, yeah. But it is like this is reservoir dogs. You know, this is finding a way to somehow with spit and a promise get a handful of famous people to make your movie happen. Yeah. And yeah. and so uh it's an excellent, excellent film. It's really well crafted. Yeah. And uh, it's the kind of movie where even if you listen to us talking about like Union and yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, no. it's like it's really not didactic and it's not yeah, no. a polemic. It's the kind of thing where it's like it, it was entertaining the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. And I would I would really recommend checking it out. And like I said, to try to yeah. do it in theaters and try to do it before you yeah. know. I, I think that it's... I also have a feeling the way, because of the release, like mm -hmm. it, they're working on the Europe release now. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a while. Unlike most films, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, shit, I, I missed it in theaters. But hey, it's already on Voodoo. Yeah, exactly. um, I have a feeling that this one's going to take a little bit of time yeah, um, yeah. and may actually get another another yeah it wouldn't surprise me to but, get it if it gets like a, a November December yeah like. yeah but that'll probably be New York LA again which you know whatever they they always get yeah. everything but but uh, again like I think tonight's maybe the last night but uh, yeah. last night for a lot of people as, as we're recording this but if it's still in your town go see it and if you already saw it go see it again like because <laughs> yeah. um, it's again it's a rare, really rare that we get films like this yeah and whether again it's one of those whether you like it or not like whether you end up liking it or not or whether this looks like something you're liking or not like it's like kind of like just support the fucking you know yeah. support your local <laughs> home team like independent yeah. like <laughs> directors so that they continue to exist yeah all right, so thanks for listening, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Emerald City Video Podcast. You can find us on the ACPN family of podcasts where uh, there's there's lots and lots of other kind of nostalgia-driven and uh, arts and entertainment-driven shows that you can check out. So that's acpnet.net, I think, or theacpn.com. And, uh, yeah, Check back here uh, by noon on the fifth day, and always remember to rewind your cassettes.